Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. When we ended last week's program, we were in the middle of a topic that's not often addressed, namely, how to survive an affair. Specifically, we were looking at Dr. Harley's recommended steps in that process. We were near the end of step one, end the affair. We were talking about when Dr. Harley recommends separation. Often an unfaithful spouse overlooks the betrayed spouse's contribution to the family. While the lover may meet two basic needs that were unmet by the betrayed spouse, the betrayed spouse may have been meeting the other three that cannot be easily met by the lover. During a separation, the unfaithful spouse can become acutely aware of what he or she is missing. When a betrayed spouse decides that it's time to separate, Dr. Harley recommends complete separation with absolutely no direct contact. It is his position that the unfaithful spouse should be given the choice of having contact with the betrayed spouse or the lover, but not both. Someone should be appointed to go between spouses, delivering messages and children during visitation. But until the unfaithful spouse promises to completely end the affair with absolutely no contact with the lover, he says the separation should continue. If after the separation has lasted two years with the unfaithful spouse's contact with the lover continuing, he generally recommends a divorce. Step 2. Create transparency. When a wayward spouse ends the affair and agrees to rebuild the marriage, Dr. Harley says extraordinary precautions must be taken to guarantee that there will be no relapse. Affairs thrive on what he calls a secret second life. It's what you do under the radar. You know, or at least suspect, that your spouse won't approve, so a part of your life is hidden from him or her. When a spouse is able to come and go without any accountability, he or she can have an affair with relative impunity. The temptation of an affair is great because there's little to stop it. So Dr. Harley encourages couples to end their secret second life by being transparent in the way they live their lives. This not only guards against affairs, but also helps create intimacy and build compatibility. It's not so much a punishment for bad behavior, but an essential ingredient for a healthy marriage. Transparency occurs in his mind when couples follow the policy of radical honesty that we talked about a few broadcasts ago. Reveal to your spouse as much information about yourself as you know, your thoughts, feelings, habits, likes, dislikes, past history, daily activities, and future plans. Nothing should be hidden. Passwords, email, text messages, telephone logs, computer histories, and all other forms of communication are made readily available to a spouse. This isn't a lifetime prison sentence where disclosure prevents us from having what we need most. It's actually the formula for a very fulfilling life. Dr. Harley encourages the couples to exchange 24-hour-a-day schedules of their whereabouts. He says such schedules are essential in a great marriage because spouses who are partners in life check with each other throughout the day to coordinate their decisions and activities. 
He says they should call each other several times a day just so they can check in with each other. Well, how does this 24-hour-a-day checking feel? While it may provide one of the spouses some reassurance, it's likely to be very annoying for the other spouse, at least in the beginning. Dr. Harley says that typically a straying spouse, confronted with the demands of transparency and having no contact with his or her former lover, responds with total depression. In a very real way, they feel trapped. Step 3. Meet each other's basic needs. When the decision is finally made to reconcile and to avoid all contact with the lover, it's usually with the hope that the spouse can learn to meet needs met by the lover much more easily than the lover can meet needs met by the spouse. This is certainly true when the couple has children. The lover will simply never be able to take the place of the spouse and the family, but the spouse can take the place of the lover. Dr. Harley says his primary goal in helping couples recover after an affair is for them to establish a romantic relationship that's just as passionate as the affair. He doesn't want their choice to be between passion and reason, the affair offering passion and the marriage offering reason. He wants them to have passion and reason, something that can be found only in their marriage. All this could take many weeks or months. Behavioral change takes time. And when the basic need for honesty and openness has fallen into serious disrepair, there's a certain amount of distrust. Realize it may be a long and bumpy road. In fact, for a while you may receive little positive return for your efforts. Just because you've made changes in your behavior, that doesn't mean that your spouse is suddenly going to become more loving, caring, and faithful. Rather, initially look for signs of depression. Dr. Harley says that even if the spouses reignite the flame of their own love by meeting each other's five basic needs, all their efforts may not completely extinguish the flame of love ignited by the affair. It may burn low, but never go out completely. Just as an alcoholic remains addicted to alcohol the rest of his life and never dares to touch another drink, the wayward spouse will remain vulnerable to the illicit lover for life and should not ever see them again. According to Dr. Harley, he's found that breaking a man away from his lover after he reconciles with his wife proves more difficult than breaking a woman away from her lover. He's not sure why this is so. A person who discovers his or her spouse in an affair experiences one of the most severe blows anyone could possibly sustain. It also sends both partners on an emotional roller coaster ride. But Dr. Harley says that when a couple follows his narrow path to recovery, they often tell him that they have a, built a better love relationship than they ever would have had if the affair had not jolted them into constructive action. The affair provides the traumatic trigger that finally gets the couple to meet each other's basic needs. So the obvious question is, why do we allow our marriage relationships to get to the point where the sin of an affair is needed to get us to the place of meeting our spouse's basic needs? I think it partially has to do with the fact that we don't understand how much time and attention it really takes to have a successful and fulfilling marriage relationship. 
I also think we have lost the solemnness of a covenantal marriage relationship. We have bought into, either knowingly or unknowingly, the popular consumer model of relationship. Recovery from an affair is possible through forgiveness, both from God and your spouse, and the hard work of following a very narrow plan of behavioral change. But the best answer is to not to have to endure an affair in the first place. As we begin to wind down our trek through Dr. Harley's book, His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair-Proof Marriage, let's look at two important words, incompatible and irresistible. Within the definitions of these words lies the key to understanding and applying to your own marriage Dr. Harley's insights that we've looked at over these many broadcasts. According to the American Heritage Dictionary, the definition of incompatible is inharmonious, antagonistic. The definition of irresistible is having an overpowering appeal. When a husband and wife can't get along, we may describe them as incompatible. Yet at one time, we would have called these same two people irresistible to each other. Because they found each other irresistible, they made a lifetime commitment to marriage. According to Dr. Harley, Couples start out irresistible and only become incompatible as they leave each other's basic needs unmet. When someone outside the marriage offers to meet those needs, an affair starts. Then the lover becomes irresistible. But saying the lover is irresistible can be misleading. The lover is seldom totally irresistible. According to Dr. Harley, in most affairs, he or she meets only some, usually one or two, of the basic needs of the strained person. The betrayed spouse still fulfills the other three or four basic needs. According to Dr. Harley, the quickest cure for incompatibility and the fastest road to becoming irresistible lie in meeting each other's most important emotional needs. Happily married couples are already aware of this principle and have learned how to make their marriage a full-time priority. These couples invest the effort, and they put it in the right places. Dr. Harley believes that our society's failure to train people in meeting the needs of others, especially the needs of a marriage partner, has played a large part in our high divorce rate. He continues, Marriage is not a simple social institution that everyone enters into because eventually he or she falls in love and lives happily ever after. As long as we fail to see marriage as a complex relationship that requires special training and abilities to meet the needs of a member of the opposite sex, we will continue to see a discouraging and devastating divorce rate. It is his opinion that at a very young age, Children should be trained to meet the needs and expectations that will be laid on them if and when they enter marriage. There's no reason we must see so many marriages that barely hold together or that drift into affairs. Remember that Dr. Harley lives and operates in the silo of emotional needs. When we began looking at his work, we quoted this statement from him, Every person is unique. While men on the average pick a particular five emotional needs as their most important and women on the average pick another five, any individual can and does pick any combination of the basic ten. 
So although he has identified what he considers to be the most important emotional needs of the average man and woman, by his own admission, he doesn't know the emotional needs of any particular husband and wife. Thus, you need to identify the combinations of needs that are unique to your marriage. If you'd like a copy of Dr. Harley's Emotional Needs Questionnaire, you can download a copy from my website, www.mutualunderstanding.net. Well, have a great weekend. Enjoy your time together. God bless you. We'll talk next week. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.